This is Lead Stories. I'm Patrice Lead, and I'm glad that you can join me. We can join each other in discussion today. Even before he took office, even before he announced he would run for president as a far better choice than Donald Trump, Joe Biden was cast by his political critics as an old ager, fading fast, and unfit for the nation's highest office. He won't be his old man, they said. He's showing signs of dementia and memory loss. He's often confused, forgetful, and temperamental, they say, even going so far as to suggest that a coterie of political actors are really the ones deciding Biden's priorities and his agenda. And then they let Biden appear (laughs) and stand uh, up like a kind of showpiece at showtime to sell these so-called new ideas and programs that, in fact, they came up with. At least, that is the, the, the... the cell right now. So the idea is to hammer at Biden's age and his supposedly feeble mind and to warn voters they would be making a terrible mistake to re-elect him. This is old-fashioned dirty politics using any strategy, no matter how base that helps knock down an opponent. So, but just the same is the matter of Biden's mental health a legitimate issue? It is a valid question, just the same. So that's what I'm asking you today. Is the issue, the matter of Biden's mental health, a legitimate issue? And how do you think it's playing out so far? Who is getting the greater edge on the public's attention on this, thinking on this, and, of course, directing traffic a particular way with respect to this question. What are you thinking? At 888-874-4888 is the number to call. There are many thoughts here, and they're all very important, and they all should be considered. But we're not hearing... And we're not getting a sense. We're getting the, you know, the firing, sporadic fire. (laughs) And uh, they fire when they think this is the critics of Joe Biden. They fire when they think they have a really strong point to make, a legitimate point. But this is politics. And so, the question is, 
is it a legitimate uh, point indeed? Or is it that uh, you have people just firing off at the mouth because they can? And, of course, it's all meant to be part of the, the whole choreography of coming to Donald Trump's uh, defense and he's going to be in some big trouble soon, very soon. Uh, he's got a lot coming at him, and uh, all the more reason to for political operatives to show that he's being unfairly targeted. This is Trump. He's being unfairly targeted, but he will prevail because the people just the same are seeing through the lies of the Biden administration, and they will continue to support him. 888-874-4888. This has been a, a question that arose early, because, of course, uh, we saw very soon after Biden officially took office, we saw a lot of gaffes, uh, you know, things that didn't have to happen, but when added together, they do make the question necessary. <laughs> it's a, what's going on with him? Is he too old for the job? Is he losing his faculties? Uh, is he going to be... I mean, is there even a remote chance that he will be reelected? Can we can we stand another term of Joe Biden? And so begins the rumor mill. So begins the political uh, machine to attack. And where they're attacking, it's a very hard place to defend because essentially what they're saying is, uh, this is critics of Biden. He's too old. He's too old. Uh, he's too feeble-minded. He is kind of unpredictable. He is uh, very sporadic. Um, he's unpredictable. His temperament is uneven. And you don't need any of those things in a leader, especially in a leader of a country like the United States. On the flip side of that, we know that you cannot discount the, the, the program to attack Biden where he's most vulnerable or is seen to be most vulnerable, and that is, again, this age question, his capacity to lead or to be uh, con uh, continue to be a leader uh, is it too much for him can he cope is he in fact making decisions I've seen pieces appearing now that suggest that Joe Biden is one of his top advisors secretly she can't do it publicly but she secretly one, she has made herself one of his top advisors. And things are happening behind the scenes. But we will see how it all plays out. 
at the same time, you can't ignore it. It's a legitimate issue, I think. Ed from Queens, you start us off today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ed. How you doing? I'm hanging in. I I, uh, I totally agree with you. I believe it's a legitimate concern. Biden's age, his uh, his gaffes, his mistakes, his meanderings. I, you know, I'm not a doctor uh, by any means, but a man a man of his age could be a could could be susceptible to uh, the early onset Alzheimer's. He could be susceptible to uh, memory loss and fatigue. I believe there should be an age limit or some type of physical evaluation for anybody who wants to office. We've got a lot of octogenarians and, uh, and, and, and older people in office, and it, uh, the political office becomes a career rather than uh, uh, auspices of the servicing of the people. I think as you age, your perspective changes and your ability to to foster new ideas and to and to push for new boundaries changes just because of your age. When I was younger, I had a different perception, and I was willing to do certain things that I'm not willing to do now just by the virtue of my age. So, I mean, that being said, yeah, it's a consideration. We need some young, dynamic people in this government that are willing to push this government to true service of the people. And I, and I believe when, once you reach a certain age, comfortability outweighs progress. And I think Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, a lot of these people are at that age where comfortability outweighs true progress. But, but how do you correct that? Let me just say, let's go with the idea that you're making a, a strong point. How is that to be corrected? Are they entitled to be elected, just to say? If people elect them, then, you know, what do you do? People elect them. They run for office and they did it the right way. They ran. It's a legitimate candidacy. Uh, They got elected. And now people are saying things like, "Uh, he's lost his marbles. Well, well, see, that, that's where I that's why I got to disagree with you. They are not elected by virtue of their stance or their political uh, positions or their or their or their uh, their progressive views. They're elected by virtue of there's no one else. I say it time and time again: the largest political party in this country are disaffected people who don't vote, and they run in the age gamut from 18 to 45. There's a, the largest party. Most of these elections are decided by the fact that people are not not incited or not not motivated to vote. And these candidates are, are, are of piss-poor quality, excuse my language. And just because just because you're there doesn't mean you won. Same thing with, with I'll give you a perfect example, Eric Adams. Eric Adams, in my opinion, did not win. He just didn't lose because he was the, he, he was the, the most popular choice out of a field of lessons. We've got Eric Adams as the mayor of the city of New York. Yes, it's for all those listeners who don't know. And he didn't win. He just didn't lose. It was a law. It's the people that didn't vote had actually voted that election for anybody. 
they would have beat Adams. But Adams just didn't lose. And due to the fact that the candidates that were presented before the public were poor of quality. That's the problem. The system locks in these mediocre, uh, uh, quote-unquote, public officials, and that's what people are left to choose. Either don't choose nothing or choose this guy. You win by default. You don't win by victory. So explain, with that theory, explain Donald Trump and his victory. Donald Trump was just appealing to the racism that is part of America. That's another big part of America. There are 75 million people in this country that believe in his views and that hold, to a certain extent, his racist, his racist and his, his, uh, his fascist policy, like it or not. And that's a big part of America. That's why this, this country needs to go through a revolution, not even a violent revolution, but a revolution of conscience, a revolution of understanding, and a revolution of the political process. And, and it needs to be opened up. You know, I, I, I'm not sure how to do it. You know, there are ways. Uh, there, there are different. We could, you know, uh, constitutional amendment, get rid of the Electoral College, breaking some of these foundational institutions where these biases and prejudices are built into the system, uh, are completely busting up of the political process at large, term limits, age limits, physical requirements. I mean, you know, the, the Constitution is over 300 years old. Things have changed since then. So let me come back to the essential question here. Is this a legitimate concern, the concern that something is up with Biden? It may be age-related. It may not be. But uh, it is disconcerting. And it is concerning to, to uh, have this much power in the hands of someone who you don't have 100% confidence in can handle it. Or there are different kind of politics now at work where you elect somebody who clearly could, could use some serious help uh, and they are running the country and the person who is elected is actually the proxy candidate. Well, uh, on the largest state, in my opinion, that's, that's what it's been since the days of Ronald Reagan. I mean, the president of this country, no matter what physical or mental state he is in, has been the titular head, and he only represents, the, and, and the political machine represents the 1% that can afford to buy politics. So that being said, I mean, as far as Biden's effect on global politics at large, I don't think it would be that much. I, I'm just saying that his age could compromise his faculties. And we need change in this country if this country is going to last, which I, which personally I doubt is going to last for much longer. We're, we're definitely an empire in decline. But if we want to have a future, we need change and these politicians are not capable of true change they're far too tied into the system there's too much their their hands are too far in these uh in these one percent of the population pockets and they're too they're too disconnected from the from the common man at large to even make logical decisions like i said once i'll say it again we're in the middle of a pandemic it still hasn't subsided and no one has even made a uh 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 
an earnest effort to institute national health care, free health care. And we can we get and so far we've given over a hundred billion dollars to the Ukraine to fight a war which really I don't think we have any business in. So that being said, yeah, Biden's got issues and they need to be considered and addressed. All right. Well thank you. Thank you very much for uh, starting us off today and with uh, customary depth. Uh thank you very much. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. I'm wondering whether you are concerned, or whether this is an issue for you. Uh, this, well, of course, there is a, st- a strategy, and the strategy is to dismiss or to have a public ganging uh, up on on Biden <laughs> by the other side, saying, "Look, this guy is too old." He's too old. But we've seen this kind of gambit before. The question is, is it a legitimate issue? Is it, is it uh, concerning that we are this close to a national election in which Biden will be a candidate, no doubt, Oh, excuse me. And uh, as the issue comes up, how is it ringing with you? Is it ringing as a, a real issue, a bona fide issue? Is it something that is being made up to, you know, take the focus away from other things and make him look like a doddering old man who is just, his time is gone, and we need to look elsewhere for leadership. Marcus from Wisconsin, you're on the air. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm superbly well. Thank you, you treat. Wow, you're superbly well. Can't do it. I've not oh. met anybody who has been superbly well. I could use some of that. Well, it's a trick like everything else, you know. <laughs> the, the secret is never upset yourself about things that are out of your control. Exactly. By doing that, you will focus on the things that are under your control, and you will discover pretty quickly that there are more things under your control than you thought. Right? Okay. Thank you yeah. for that. Well, no. because my uh, is this a legitimate appro- issue? Uh, well, we're approaching my favorite time of the uh, of the political cycle when uh, <laughs> me, the people, line up and decide again that it's possible for the rats to run the maze. So, as we all get ready to act like good plutocratic vassals and bow to the king's chamber pot once again we'll elect our head lobbyist here in the corporate crime wave we call american democracy okay the professional class the political party brothels people don't seem to understand that a third of the profits and a third of the cost of elections 
goes to the people who organize the campaigns, the, the people you call the handlers. If, if, if elections in the United States made any sense at all, you would vote for them. You would vote for the lobbyists. You would vote for the handlers. They're the ones who make the decisions about your politics, not the politicians. They're the sock puppets. So what they arrange for you is the same old debate in a barrel, filling it up with everybody gets to fill up the barrel with their own political awful. That's that's basically what it is. And so all the voters become guilty of the crimes they planned. So they have to psychologically manage the event to pretend that it's actually about voting for a mental patient who makes all these decisions about policy, when in fact he's never seen any of the policies. Nobody's even bothered to explain them to him, and he couldn't understand it if they did. So elections are a business. Consultants get half the money. Uh, It started in 1916. Polling started in the 1930s. You know, this Americans have no idea how politics actually work. They just take place. They they just take part in this charade that they believe in. It's it's for children. It really is. And so is Biden's uh, dementia an issue? Was Trump's? Was uh, George Bush II's incompetence or, or Clinton's corruption or George Bush I, his corruption? Were any of those things issues? Of course they weren't. Not in our politics, because we don't have politics. We have a propaganda system. In, in politics, people actually take part in the system. They have some say in what the planks of the platform are. What, what's the party going to achieve? What are its policies? You have some say in that. Well, do you? Of course you don't. It has nothing to do with you. There, there are... Many studies, University of Virginia, elsewhere, proving that policy is not is not affected at all by what the public wants, no matter what it is. So pull your heads out if you if you must play this game, if you must play this voting game. Uh, consider for a moment that. The National Rifle Association has 7 million members. That's that's their total membership. And the politicians quake in fear. They get weak in the knees at the mere mention that the NRA is happy or unhappy with something. All the labor unions combined of have a total of 14 million, twice the number. The the AFL-CIO alone has 12 million members. 
and the politicians pay no attention to the labor unions at all. So you outnumber the NRA by, by double, and you have no power, and they have five times, ten times the power the labor unions have. Why is that? The difference is they vote when they vote. They vote as a block. So if you must play this game, at least be smart enough to organize with people and vote as a block. But this idea that my personal political opinion actually has some bearing on what happens in politics is a child's delusion. Stop it. Grow up actually investigate and find out how this system works. Biden, Trump, all of the presidents, they are irrelevancies. They are figureheads for the consumption of people who believe in fairy stories. That's you, if you're taking this seriously. Grow up, please. Well, even if we do, let's say everybody miraculously to use your term, grows up mm-hmm. and takes a very serious attitude toward politics. Would this question arise within the context of the, what they're considering as issues? Should it? Uh, if people actually grew up, if, if people actually saw through this, No, it would not be an issue because they would see that when the the political system talks about invasion is defense, rigged elections are democracy, weapons bring peace, foreign investment creates domestic jobs. Look, what you would have, the first thing you have to do is you have to dispense with political parasitic brain-wasting disease, which is mostly the rhetoric. Wait a minute. What did you just say there? Political parasitic parasitic brain-wasting disease. Okay. That's what we engage in. When you flip on the TV, that's what it is. It has no connection to reality. None. This is, a, this is a fake political universe they created for you to keep you in line. And if you buy it, if you buy it, okay, uh, what's, uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, I, I think the Latin for it is actio libera in causa. You are guilty of the crimes you planned. Well, let's. I understand and I thank you for the scenic tour uh, of the subject, but could you broach the specific question here? The general election will soon be upon us, and there is concern, at least on the part of one candidate, uh, this is a Democratic or the person who will be the Democratic candidate, Joe mm-hmm. Biden, who has hinted he will be running again. But already there is a, a very 
uh, heavily choreographed program to basically tag him as a, a guy whose brain is shot. Well, uh, frankly, I don't think his brain is any more shot than the people who voted him in or voted against him. Uh, this, this is standard for Americans. This is absolutely standard. Their, their polit- they think politics is being psychologically managed by the people who own the screen. That's, that's it. And everybody knows it, but nobody can admit it. Nobody can admit this. See, the politics, the media, the educational system, they are, uh, what's the word uh, you use in medicine? They're comorbid. They're comorbid. Uh, you can't treat one without treating the other. You know, it's like uh, you, you can't treat depression without treating the sleep disorder or the alcoholism. If you don't treat, you can't treat the corrupt political system without treating the corrupt educational system and the, and the corrupt media system and the corrupt lives we have to live on every day under capitalism. This, this has gone right down into people's DNA. You know, even in something they call love, right? Uh, Love is a business deal in the United States. I'll love you as long as you love me. But if you stop loving me, I get to hate you. You broke the deal. This is how deeply it goes down. We talk about a value system. We don't talk about principles that have to do with ideas. We talk about a value system, which is a capitalist, a capitalist term. You see, everything is broken down when we have a decision to make. We make a cost-benefit analysis. You see how deeply sick we are. And we're supposed to make some kind of logical choices about these fraudulent politicians that are put in front of us. Look, as far as we know from the neuroscience, the brain is mostly uh, designed for movement, animal motion. Well, let's, let's get off the fundament and do that. And well, you will have a message. much You've got, you got your, your, your layout. Yeah. You've done a very good job of giving us the broad view. But it still comes to the question of the setup for this election. And one of the major points being hammered home is one of the candidates that is Biden, will be unfit if he does succeed in being a declared candidate for re-election because he just doesn't have it anymore. He's too old for the job. Is this a legitimate uh, argument? Well, that was a legitimate argument 30 years ago about him. Oh my gosh. He was never fit for the job. None of them are fit for the job. None of them. Because the system is corrupt. It's designed to be corrupt. 
So uh, it, it's it's like uh, you know it, it's like asking uh, I don't I don't I don't know uh, is he, you know uh, <laughs> it's it, 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 I can't even think of an analogy for. The appropriateness of the question, because it's such a perverse uh, structure that you're talking about. No, uh, in in this political system, since the president has basically zero power, he makes no policy. I don't think there's been a president that wrote a line of policy since Jefferson's time. They don't have the brains to do it. In fact, they're selected because they don't have the brains to do it so that people will identify with them. They're selected because they have no brains. Right. Okay. People aren't going to identify with some intellectual colossus who knows history and social science and, you know, understands the meaning of historical events and how they actually affect people. Of course, that's unelectable. No corporation is going to pay for that. You, you couldn't spin it. In, in the current media environment. But he'd come off like a, he or she would come off like a Martian. So, no. Are you there? Okay. Uh, yes, I, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for, it's, it's a, it was a very interesting journey that you took us along, and it made sense. Well, I, I wonder I how people are reacting to it. <laughs> I, I, wanted, much. I wanted to know that. But Marcus, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And a learning experience, and I mean that. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Utrice. And uh, I so much appreciate your forum, and I admire your courage and tenacity and perspicacity in, in so many ways. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. All righty. We take this Bye. break, and we come back and talk some more right after this. Listening to Lead Stories on PRN.FM, we're talking about the setup. And the setup is whatever 
should emerge as the final crop of candidates for re-election or election in the 2024 election, uh, the, the idea is to focus or to, to come to a conclusion early in the game about one of them, one of the candidates, and that's supposedly uh, uh, Joe Biden. And we have the, the theme established that he is just too old for office, and he's showing signs of dementia and uh, a kind of uh, f- fragility of mind, and he should be grateful that he succeeded in being president this time around, but uh, the country doesn't need him being re-elected. What is your thought about that? Uh, how are you reacting to these kinds of messages that we're getting? Are they legitimate? Are they uh, things that need to be considered and have a, a national referendum on? Is it fair? Is it true? We don't know. All we know is that it has been thrown into the ring. Joe Biden, if he runs, we should know that he's just not the guy for the job. He is too old, too feeble-minded, and in any event, uh, he's had his shot, and it wasn't all that impressive. That's essentially uh, what's going to be the tag for Joe Biden. I was wondering what you're thinking when you hear these messages. How are they impacting on you, if they are impacting on you in in any way? What are you thinking as this begins to form? And we see the, the, the theories being put out there. This is the propaganda that's put out there. Everybody's going to be affected by it. Um, not just Biden, any other candidate entering will have to be prepared that a great deal of uh, blistering critique, which is propaganda, will be directed at them so as to either get them elected or preventing them from getting elected. But already we have a protracted effort we have it defined that the, the principal attack would be to raise questions about the soundness of Joe Biden's mind. He's an old guy, and uh, he is prone to unpredictable action and thought. And can we trust such a person in office? at the highest level. 888-874-4888. It's just starting, but we see already how it's shaping up. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, we lost you. 888-874-4888. Brother David, you're on the line. Well, I tuned in a little late, 
but I got the gist of what's going on here. What we need to know, or what the people need to know as far as I can see, is to understand where they are, what they're living in. If they think that uh, the president is there to go do good for the masses of people, uh, that is the height of ridiculousness. The president does not work for the people, the masses of people who live here. It works for that small group that we know as the elite at the top in the 1%. So that's the realization that many people do not have. There's no going to be, there's never going to be any real change for the benefit of the people who live here and the people who are affected by American imperialism throughout the world until people get it through the heads that they have to do something about it. And what they're going to have to do about it, essentially, I don't know about any quiet revolution, but there has to be a revolution. Those who are running this place, that's the United States, and most of the world through imperialism are not just going to turn over, roll over, and give it up. So uh, you can run down to the polls as much as you want and vote <laughs> as they always uh, pretend they want you to do, and you're going to think that uh, you're going to vote for those that, that person as president who is uh, in the interest, who is functioning, going to function in the interest of the people who live here. That's ridiculous. This place is run by the rich and powerful. It's a plutocracy. It never was intended to be a democracy. And it's ridiculous if you think it uh, was intended to be that. Uh, so you're going to have to do something about it. And those who hold the reins of power are just never, ever, ever, ever just going to turn it over to the people who uh, do the work who are exploited uh, by those who rule and want to run the world and are interested in only, only, only one thing that's making more money for the rich and powerful, not for the people and the welfare and the things that people need in this country and the world. It's all about enriching the few that control. Okay. I... I agree with that point of view. I'm interested, though, in the situation that is developing where a potential candidate who happens to be the current president of the United States, who may be a candidate, and he has indicated that he has an interest in running again, that Already, there, 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 there is a formulation that we are supposed to fill, fit into, and that is, well, it, it's nice of him, he's ambitious and so forth, but his time is gone. He's too old. No, that's not a problem with those who rule at all. That is never a problem. Uh, he may have 
cognitive problems and whatnot. So what? There are lots of people around him that are going to coach him and uh, do things for him, and that's not a problem that those are real. Uh, if he's up there, uh, he may not have to do that much uh, thinking and whatnot, but there are those who are behind him who uh, support him that will do the things and the thinking and all of that. That is never a problem. The only thing that is in power here are the people who are at the top of the Everest, that's the ruling elite, the ruling class, or, uh, as we call them sometimes, and they are never, ever, I don't even know why people would think that they would turn this over. Their mission is to manipulate the people, keep them divided, and uh, run things that way. And that's the master way of doing it. You just divide people up, have them fighting against the other, and when you do that, you can control them, and you give them this mythology about uh, democracy. And people don't know anything about these things. They don't learn those things in school. The United States was never created as a democracy. Why would someone who created a, a country where you had chattel slavery uh, thinking about creating a democracy? Why would you think that someone who, uh, uh, in the early elections, a very small percentage of people could vote, that is, uh, European phenotype men, phenotype men, and uh, uh, with prop stolen property, you know, that's in a lower uh, single-digit uh, percentage of the population. This is ridiculous. People don't understand what's going on. We, that we think that uh, we're doing something when we run down to the polls. And I'm not saying uh, you shouldn't go down there if you want to, but that is, uh, that's irrelevant. They are still, no matter what number of people go to the polls, the ruling class is still in charge, and they're doing things to benefit themselves, not the masses of people. And the second part of that is, if they do something for you that's uh, in your favor, like Social Security and these things, when the time comes, they take these things back. And they do that all the time. If they pass some regulations that are good, when the time comes, they take those things back. This is about benefiting one group of people at the expense of everybody else. If that was not the case, then we wouldn't have all these poor people. Half the population is living check by check when they get one. So uh, people have to wake up and understand the nature of the system they live in, and it's not going to change until there's some kind of 
a revolution because uh, those who are just not going to voluntarily just give up what they're doing. All those slugs that sit in the Congress, they have fallen the line or they're out of the game of getting that extra money, those checks as uh, senators and representatives and whatnot, and all the benefits their friends and families get for being in Congress. I mean, it's just ridiculous, and because uh, we don't have any way, uh, for the most part, most people getting information. We don't have newspapers that aren't run by the ruling class, mostly. Uh, we don't have other forms of media, radio, and television. So we're in a bad shape because they got control of our most of our brains. There are very few people, uh, smart people around who understand and see that the system is 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 broken and it's phony and all these elections and whatnot, the results are the same. The ruling class win whether you got Obama, Bush or, or Trump or whatnot, the ruling class wins and the people lose and the people in the empire lose just like that also. All right, so let me ask you directly. The, the argument is shaping up, uh, and this is supposed to build uh, the build the, the volume of this argument, which is that Joe Biden has had a shot, and it was not a spectacular result, and much of it had to do with the fact that he's old, and he is possibly suffering with dementia. And therefore, it would be crazy for people to consider him again as a candidate for re-election. Well, you know, <laughs> many older people uh, have some form of dementia. And uh, even though uh, that may be his particular problem, uh, there's always ways of getting around everything. And don't forget, the ruling class that run the country are great at public relations. They, they can, you know, twist anything around. And they know... Uh, how to do propaganda, and uh, they know how to get around all those things. And, you know, it's possible for him to run and uh, possibly win and whatnot, and uh, no matter what kind of deficit he has, you know, uh, don't forget, they control all the information, and that's what they do. Uh, the people do not uh, get the kind of information that they need. So, and they are in a position where they don't really control it. Don't forget, we don't have parties. We just have the Republicans and Democrats. They're in the same bag, controlled by the ruling elite. Both Republicans and Democrats, uh, just a two distant division of the ruling elite. So we live in a, a one-party state. We don't have...
parliamentary system with lots of different parties and whatnot. We just had two uh, groups that are viable to hold certain offices. So the point is, uh, those who rule control those two groups all over the country. So as long as they do that, they they give you a choice of uh, two, and that's it. And they have control of both of them. So that's where we are. And if that was not true, uh, we would have a much better society where there wouldn't be any poor people around like there are now, and there wouldn't be a problem to the extent that it is here because they're getting away with uh, the crime of, uh, you know, enriching themselves uh, on the backs of the masses of people who live here and not providing the social things that people need, health and uh, health care and uh, uh, housing and things and uh, quality of life. Instead, they're substituting prison and jail and that sort of thing at a higher rate, I guess, than any other country in the world. So people need to understand independently, to study on their own every day to find out what the real deal is, not depend on uh, corporate-run media and uh, uh, corporate schools, and that's that's why they coming up with charter schools more and more, everything is going to be corporate. Just that's the reason for this the policy of neoliberalism. Turn everything public into corporate and corporate control and run the people, divide them against each other, and you can run and do whatever you want to do, no matter how small that population of the 1% is in the country. Well, I want to thank you. Thanks a lot. And uh, you wrapped up nicely because, in fact, we are about to sign off. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Right. It's uh, very good to be on. I turned in late, but I had to get in. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you did. Thank you so much, everyone, for contributing. It's worth paying attention to, especially because we we can follow this from its nascent stage, which is how propaganda works. How are people's minds influenced under the guise that this is really about an election? Is it? Is it about an election? Or is it about the state's ability to control one's mind and the decision that is going to be made being very predictable? Uh, Don't forget Goebbels. You tell a lie long enough and people believe it. That's right. Well, thank you, Brother David, for calling in. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, uh, Ed from Queens. Thank you all for calling in and contributing so meaningfully today. Let's hook up again tomorrow and do some more talking. Bye-bye.